With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, 11 o'clock hour, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And a half an hour from now, we will hear from David Kaplan. Off we go to Chicago. Cappy joins us at 11.35 here this morning. Uh, Cappy ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Right now, we're going to talk some NBA. Sean Devaney covers the NBA and has for decades. Now with uh, ForbesSports.com, amongst others. Uh, and Sean joins us. Sean Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well, guys, and and please say hi to Cap for me, my old friend Cap. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, I certainly, we certainly will. He's a good man, Cappy, uh, and yeah. certainly well connected to the Chicago scene. Uh, we'll talk to him as you are to the NBA, and I want to start kind of localizing it as close as we can in Des Moines to the NBA, and, and that's the, of course, the the G leagues. Uh, Minnesota uh, Timberwolves affiliate plays in downtown Des Moines. It sounds as though Glenn Taylor has his team on the block. Uh, he's trying to sell them. He purchased them for $88 million. The asking price is $1.2 billion. Um, Kevin Garnett wants to be a part of it. What are the chances that that happens? I think there's a pretty strong chance that, uh, you know, whether it's the Wolf family or, or whoever winds up taking over that team, uh, you'd be crazy not to get Kevin Garnett involved. Uh, you know, Glenn Taylor, you know, he's he's had some ups and downs as the owner, uh, but probably the worst thing that he did was to alienate Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. uh, after the death of, of Flip Saunders when, uh, you know, as Garnett understood it, there was a, a deal in place to where he would uh, be allowed to buy into uh, uh, buy into that ownership group. And, and, and once Flip Saunders passed away, uh, it, it, according to Garnett, at least Taylor sort of backed out of that deal. Uh, so you know that that that's sort of a stain on uh, uh, on the, the on the whole thing for Taylor. But you got to remember that this guy started this team in in '94. Uh, you know when he became the majority owner there, uh, and they've really you know they've been very stable. You know, and 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 for a, a small market team, uh, you know, to be able to, to to stick around at a time when the hockey team didn't. Uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, in Minnesota, uh, you know, that, 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 that's pretty incredible. And, and so, you know, he's going to have some, some negatives on his, uh, on his ledger, but, uh, in all in all, uh, he's done a pretty good, pretty good job running that team. Sean, at this point, the NBA bubble continues. Some great news the other day as there were no positive tests and over, what, 360-some tests that were, were given out for COVID-19. The bubble seems to be working. I know you talked to a lot of your colleagues inside the media business. How's it gone for the media side and them going through this? I've heard, I don't want to say horror stories here. It's nothing like that, but it's difficult once you get there. You're literally, you're locked up for a while. 
Yeah, uh, you know, if 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 you leave, you you pretty much don't come back. Uh, so a lot of these guys who uh, uh, and 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 I'm fortunate that I didn't have to go. Uh, but you know, the um, the uh, uh, the, uh, the the media availabilities are all uh, something that we can all tap into. That's been actually a pretty nice resource to have. Um, and, and, and so, you know, in terms of doing the job, it really hasn't been, uh, very difficult, you know, being outside the bubble now being inside the bubble. Yeah. You know, you're going to get stir crazy being in the same hotel for, uh, for two, three months. Uh, and, and, you know, certainly some of these players are going to be dealing with that same sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, that's just the reality. That's just, uh, that's just how we have to do things. And, you know, the, the approach, uh, and I think it's the right one that a lot of coaches are taking is, is, Hey, you know, we've got to, we, we've got to put together three months here. You know, we, we've got to try to do the right thing for three months, uh, and, uh, you know, not go too far, uh, astray, not, not, not break the rules and things like that. And I think for, for the media guys, it's, it, it's a much same, much the same principle. I'm going to ask you a question about Giannis. I mean, the Bucks have the best record in the NBA, but Milwaukee, you'd consider them one of those small markets as well, relatively speaking. What are the chances he resigns? I hate when a team gets, you know, a franchise player and the, and the, and the city falls in love with them and you know, watch them develop only to move on. I get free agency. I'm, I'm not knocking the process. It's just disappointing when you have a guy this good that leaves. What are the chances he's a buck going forward? I know Golden State's going to make a huge, huge run at him. Does Giannis stay there? Well, all right. So he's going to be a free agent in 2021. Uh-huh. So that's 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 going to be coming pretty quick because we're going to go through this whole bubble thing, uh, and then we're going to start up a new season in, in December. Uh, and and if he wants to be traded before he hits free agency, he's going to have a very short window in which to make that decision. So there's a lot riding on it for the Bucks, you know, in terms of uh, uh, you know if they can go into Orlando and and get to the finals and 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 hopefully for their sake win the finals it probably takes any drama out of the whole thing uh and and you'd have to expect expect that Giannis will will resign and and everybody will be happy uh, if they don't win you know that that's going to leave it open like you say i mean this is a guy and it would be especially disappointing with Giannis uh because uh you know he's he has uh, done so much to embrace that city, and that city has done so much to embrace him. There's a new ownership group there that's invested in a new building, uh, a new practice facility. Uh, they, they, they've really gone, you, you know, five star in terms of uh, uh, upgrading everything that uh, uh, that you'd want to see with that franchise. Uh, so there's really no reason for Giannis to look at his situation and think I need I need to be somewhere else. These guys have spent the money uh, and, uh, and, and done all they could to try to make him happy. So it'll be very disappointing if, if, if uh, he does leave. Like I say, I think if, if, uh, uh, if they go out and they win, uh, it probably takes all this off the table. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, obviously the Warriors, the Lakers will have cap space. Oh, That's boy. an interesting uh, possibility. And, and Miami, too, will have cap space. So, you know, there's some, some pretty prominent teams that could go after him. Talk right now to Sean Devaney as we take a look around the world of the NBA, get these games started. In fact, what exhibition games even before that, some scrimmages uh, happening right now. You know, you know, Sean, as you look at it, no home court advantage. There's going to be limited people inside the stands. How big of a change is that going to be when you're trying to figure out, make your prediction, who's going to make it to the NBA Finals? Without that home court advantage, how big is that to you? 
Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because you can almost talk yourself into anything with this. Uh, uh, with this, you know, like I, I, I was talking to somebody and he's saying, uh, uh, "Well, you know, I think the the teams that are going to have the advantage are the young teams because uh, they're going to have fresh legs and they're going to be able to bounce back." And and you know, because you're going to be playing every other day in the playoffs, and a lot of guys aren't used to that. Uh, and you can find some logic in that. Uh, I could turn around and say, "Well, I, I would actually rather have a veteran team, a team that." that can kind of put all these weird distractions uh, aside and, and, and kind of focus on the task at hand. Uh, you know, the fact that we don't have uh, uh, home court advantages, that we're not traveling, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, maybe it's a veteran team, uh, you know, that's going to have a little more toughness. Uh, you can make an argument that, you know, teams with depth are the ones that you should be looking at, you know, the Bucks and the Clippers and teams like that. Or you could say, hey, the star power, you know, that's that's how it's going to play out is the the, the the teams with the with with the uh, with the LeBrons and Anthony Davis and and the teams with Giannis, the teams with Kawhi and and, and Paul George that 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 they've got an advantage. You can, you can really talk yourself into just about anything with this. I do think that that it's going to take a certain amount of mental toughness, though. And so, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd probably say, give me some veteran teams. Uh, you know, give me a team like uh, uh, like the Lakers, uh, like the Clippers teams who've had some players who've been through uh, through the ups and downs. And and I think that uh, uh, that's probably going to be uh, an element that will be a pretty big factor. You know, if not the, one of the LA teams, Denver's right there. They've had a good year Houston maybe they pop up and and get on a bit of a run the Jazz are seemingly built or is it you know what you're kidding yourself it's it's going to be LeBron and company representing the West uh because it's really tight in the middle after you get through the one and the two as they stand here today even the Clippers aren't home free with that two seed the West's going to be fun it's a dogfight yeah, I, you know the Clippers could could wind up facing Luka Doncic in that uh, in that first first round in the, in the Mavericks, and and that's not a fun task, you know. So uh, yeah, you know pretty pretty much it go right down the line. Uh, you know, there's a chance Houston could be the sixth seed. That's where they sit right now. Uh, and 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 you know that's if you're Denver, you don't want to see Houston with James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook and 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 their ability to uh, uh, to. To shoot threes, um, you know that's so. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's going to be a mess after that. But I do think that when you look at the Lakers and the Clippers, they're just head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, even Denver, you know, like you said, Denver's had a good year, but uh, I just don't put them in the same uh, on the same level as uh, as the top two teams in the West. I think we'll wind up seeing Lakers Clippers. So when we get these games started up, and you have this kind of weird end to the regular season, as they're calling it in order to fulfill what they have with the regional networks, the sports networks on TV, and to get these games in. What are you anticipating these games are going to look like? Obviously, it'll be a little clunky early on, and there won't be, but for the teams, we've seen, what, the the Nets, the Wizards, I mean, they're basically not even going to have full teams out there at times here. What do you anticipate this end of the regular season is going to look like? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, uh, a tricky, uh, a tricky thing for coaches to navigate. You know, how much do you put into trying to bring your teams along? How much do you put into, um, the, you know, preparing for the playoffs? Uh, uh, you know, how much do you try to, you know, maybe change your rotation a little bit and, and, and maybe add some depth, you know, maybe give some guys some playing time who hadn't been getting it before. Um, you know, that's, uh, uh, these are going to be really, really tough, 
uh, decisions, I think, for, uh, for for coaches to make. I think that's going to really be uh, the, the big factor. I think the referees. We we also don't know how this. How are you going to ref without without fans? You know that that is part of the game, whether the refs mm-hmm. want to admit it or it's not. Uh, it, it, it does factor in. Uh, so you know how, how the referee is going to handle this. Uh, you know you go right through, and 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 it's going to be just you know so completely different that it is going to be some, somewhat somewhat of a different sport than what we're used to seeing. But uh, uh, yeah, you know those those remaining eight games. I do think that uh, um, you know it'll it'll have certainly a preseason summer league kind of feel. Uh, but uh, but they're going to count, and 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 for some teams they're going to be pretty important. They'll crown their champion. What's the latest they could crown the champion, Sean? Do you know that uh, date? Uh, yeah, it's October thirteenth. It was originally October twelfth, and they bumped it back. It's October thirteenth would be Game Seven of uh, of the NBA championship. And then uh, they have a brief off season with the, the Christmas Day, the start of the what I guess they'll call it the twenty twenty one. Although there'd only be what a few days left in the year, uh, Christmas Day. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, basically about a month and a half, uh, and uh, and then they're going to turn around and, and, and get right back to it. I think it was I think it was a couple of days before Christmas Day is is when they're going to officially open, and then and then they'll have the Christmas Day games as well. Um, but you know they'll have to get right into off season. Uh, and then and then right back into training camp. It's going to be really, really difficult. It sure is. Sean, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Pre- uh, we will uh, talk to you, hopefully, uh, in the weeks ahead. You'll find some time for us. Appreciate it, Sean. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you, Sean Devaney. Forbes.com, Forbes Sports, uh, covered the league for a long, long time. Yeah, he doesn't have to go to the bubble. Gets to do all the interviews, etc. He Zooming. said he was happy about that. Too. He's got young him. kids at home, and yeah. yeah, I completely understand that. You're talking about months away. Mm-hmm. You know, for the teams that get knocked out, you go home. Right. You're in there. You're inside that bubble. You're staying there, and you're staying there through October, early October. It's a long time to be That's away. That's a long time to be away, no doubt about it. And those well, guys aren't getting paid millions. No. <laughs> like the NBA players are. Really, Trent? <laughs> uh, we'll come back. Uh, David Kaplan coming up. Well, before we go to break, let's do this. KXNO and iHeart want to help you pay your bills. Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. SMILE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, quick segment. Then we'll get to Cappy at 1135. Trent and I take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO 106. By NHTSA. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. David Kaplan in 10 minutes. So this will be a short segment, Trent. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's pick back up on the NBA. We were trying to find uh, shopping a little it, bit. Yes, of you, course. You knew where I was going. I did. Um, trying to find... You can't hate betting favorites. It's no... Yeah, you get probably your team lasts a little bit longer, but for all of that trouble, you get a short price. Let's find... Is there anybody out there that I mean, yes, it's worth a uh, worth a, a run at. How about the Celtics? Seventeen to win to one to win the whole thing. Well, they're in the right conference. They are. They, the Bucks haven't got there before. Uh-huh. The young talent. Boy, they were so close last year. I they mean, got, that shot by Kawhi. <laughs> young legs, easier to bounce back. Uh huh. That's what, what, what I would. What look are at. they at? Seventeen to one. That's a good price. Now, 
I would probably be more inclined for them to win the East. Mm-hmm. That's where it changes. Now you go from that number of seventeen to one to win the whole thing, yep. seven to one to win the East. Not awful. The Bucks are minus one sixty seven. Are they East. really? Yeah. All right. So I've got another team in the East. Uh, okay. What about the Sixers? Sixers are nine to one to win the East mm-hmm. and to win the whole thing. You can get Philadelphia at twenty eight to one because they pushed the Raptors last year too. They did. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, need Kawhi to hit that ridiculous shot. Oh, that was against that was against the Sixers. You're right. That was against the Sixers. Uh, an unbelievable that corner three. Oh my God! You know, I look at that picture, and I, every time I look at it, I see something else. You know, fans in mm-hmm. the just just amazing. Joel, Joel Embiid, when when he shows up and play, he's as uh, big of a force I think as there there is in uh, in the league. I'll take the Sixers. Going with the Sixers. You're going to go um, off the board there. All right. And meanwhile, in the West, it's tight. I mean, it looks as though it's LeBron, right? It does, yeah. It, can you make a compelling argument for the Clippers at the price that you get just to win the West? What's that? Plus 180. Uh, no. Where the Lakers know. are 3-2. to two. If I'm throwing money on one of those two favorites, I'm, I'm Lakers mm-hmm. all day long. It's because it's not that big of a difference. Right. I wonder why it is that tight. It's, but people love this Clippers team. They haven't been completely together. I don't know. Maybe it's just something with the Clippers and how awful mm-hmm. they have been historically. It's hard hard to wrap your mind around. The Nuggets are twelve to one. Yeah, uh, give me the Mavericks. Give me Doncic because they'll play the Nuggets if it was to, if yep. they stay same seating. Fourteen to one to win the West mm-hmm. and the Mavs to win the whole thing. You go down to forty to one, getting a price there with Luca and company. Yeah, you got to get by LeBron and company. <laughs> It's a pretty tall task. Easier said than done. Yes, it uh, is. It's going to be fascinating. I'm, I'm in. I'm in for this. Playoff time, we enjoy mm-hmm. NBA basketball. But it's, the, it's the... I mean, normally, when it's NBA playoffs, it's NHL playoffs, ah, you're going to miss game 14 of the Cubs. Right. Or yeah, game 12 yeah. for your Twins. Mm-hmm. It's... The race is on. It is. You know when that race starts, don't you? Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, Trent Condon. Yes, indeed. Are you just going to be... Parked in front. Are you going to crack open a beer a little bit earlier for that first pitch at six oh five? Boy, if there is a day to do it, this yes. would be it. Have you seen the NHL schedule? By the way, I have not. No, it starts at like twelve in the morning. Twelve. It starts like twelve thirty, and then it's two thirty. And well, you 5:30. always get out of here quick anyway. But I can only imagine the Winnipeg's playing a twelve thirty well, game. They, how quickly? They're I'm glad Manitano. you asked, Trent. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> they uh, they start uh, Saturday. August 1st, I think it is, at 9.30. Then they play Monday at 12.30. Hello. Uh And Tuesday at 5.30. I mean, just phenomenal game time. We will get Joe O'Donnell in here. We'll do some wild Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't think he's traveling with the team uh, this year um, because they're, they're, they're keeping it to a bare minimum type of thing. Do you know where radio, TV broadcasters going to the bubble too? No, I don't think so. I, I, some of them. They'll be calling it on the feed. But I don't know the, I'm not sure the radio guys are going. Makes sense. I mean, I he, know Pat Foley from the Blackhawks, although I don't think they would be going for a long time. Yeah, I yeah. give them no chance to get past the Oilers. Um, but it's playoffs, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But they're not going. And Andy Olchek, who works for NBC, he's not going. Okay. At least to begin. Yeah. Anyways, all right, we'll take a timeout. Cappy joins the program next. I'm on the Sixers. Sixers. Give me the Sixers out of the East. All right, 28 to 1. I'll give them to you. I'm going to grab those Celtics at 17 to 1. In fact, I might go do that right now. <laughs> During the break, Trent's yes. going to be busy. Cappy's going to join us next. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 1 Avenue in Des Moines.
segment here on a Wednesday. Some would say we saved the best for last. He's David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis. We are grateful for that. We're on the cusp of MLB opening day, at least for four teams tomorrow. Everybody gets into the action on Friday. Cappy joins us to talk about the two Chicago teams. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Cap, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Cap. I think we made it. Uh, we've come. Uh, we've come this far. I see no going back now. We're going to have baseball tomorrow, and the two Chicago teams get into it on Friday. I hate to start on a down note with you, Cap. I'm not feeling the love for this Cubs team this year. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I can tell you right now. You and I are talking here on a Wednesday morning. And I have the Chicago Sun-Times in my hand, and it's my play sheet, so to speak, every day. I write on the back of the paper and on the front. I make my notes and all that. And my number one topic says, Cubs are in serious trouble. And I said to my producers when we had our FaceTime meeting this morning, I said, you guys see that train down there? You see a light down the end of the tunnel? They're like, what are you talking about? I said, you see a light the other end of the tunnel, you're like, what is that? And all of a sudden, it's a 40,000-ton train that's bearing down on you, and you're like, oh, God, this car won't start. I can't get off the track. (laughs) That's what this is, because you know me. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I will always be a diehard Cubs fan. I look at this team, and I go, okay, and here was what my notes say. Now, people are not talking about this and why I don't know. They have zero, other than Kyle Hendricks, who I love, they have zero guys signed up long-term. So that means 15 months from right now, the 2021 season will end. Chris Bryant, out of team control. Anthony Rizzo, out of team control. In that span of 15 months, John Lester will be out of team control. Even if they picked up his option, he'll be out at the end of that year. Jose Quintana, thank goodness, he will be gone. (laughs) You'll be down to the final year of Wilson Contreras. You'll be out of control on Kyle Schwarber. Oh, and by the way, Theo Epstein is 100% that he will be gone. Not 96%. Well, maybe they'll work some. It's 100% that Theo Epstein, 15 months from right now, will not be the president of the baseball side of the Cubs. So there's this freight train coming, which... On the south side, they look and go, boy, we're a rocket ship ready to blast yep. off. I'm just telling you, the Chicago Cubs franchise is in a whole lot of trouble. So let me pick up on that, Cap. Sorry, Trent, to jump That's in right. here. Uh, Theo Epstein, is this, would this be his own doing? Is he just, you know, he's, his work is done here. He got them to the mountaintop, and they're starting to descend, and before they fall all the way back down uh, to the bottom that he wants to take on another challenge, is, would this be his doing, Cap, or is this mutual? Oh, no, 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 this will be 100% his doing because he said when he got here, he was honest. Theo is the most honest executive I've ever dealt with. I mean, I'm so used to the pablum that you get even off the record for background from most team executives I've dealt with. They tell you just what they want you to know. If you text Theo and you go, hey, man, I need two seconds, within two minutes you get a text back, I'll call you shortly. And you can ask him anything you want. Just understand, you're going to not get the answer you might be looking for. You're going to get an honest answer. He's amazingly honest. 
And he'll tell you, that's on the record, that's not. And if you screw him, you'll never get another bite at the apple, and I'm okay with that. I think that's a fair way to treat someone who I cover the team, I ask a direct question, I get the answer, that's the truth, not something that he wants spin control out there. And there are times he'll tell you it's for background only. But he also, from day one, go back 10 years, and Theo Epstein said when he was hired in 2011, nine years, I subscribe to the Bill Walsh philosophy. Executives need a new challenge every 10 years, and the people underneath them need to be hearing from a new voice to get re-energized as well. I'm just telling you, I do not see any scenario, none. I don't care if they win the next two World Series, which they're not. He is out of here. He's going to go find a new challenge. What would be another destination? He ended the two longest streaks in baseball with the Red Sox and the Cubs to what were considered cursed franchises. What else would be on the list? Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> yeah, go do another yeah, sport. Exactly. <laughs> another sport. What would it be for him? Uh, boy, it's a great question. I like I had asked him once, why don't you go run an NFL team? And he looked at me, he goes, do you know how disrespectful that is mm. to people who actually work in the NFL to think that because I have a high IQ or I've got a law degree that I'm qualified to go run an NFL team? He said, I think that's disrespectful to those people. I don't know anything about the NFL other than I'm a huge fan of the Patriots and I love watching it. He said, come on, that, that, no. That, so I don't see him doing that. I could see one of three things. Either he goes to work for the foundation with no name. That's what their foundation's called him and his brother. His brother is a social worker. That's what he has dedicated his life to. So I could easily see Theo transitioning right into that. Perhaps he wants a bigger challenge sports-wise, so maybe Theo buys a team with a group. He doesn't have the money to be able to buy a multi-billion dollar team, but you're telling me there aren't a bunch of billionaires in the world who would love to own a sports team once we get past the global pandemic known as COVID-19, and Theo Epstein is kind of their front man. He's won World Series in two different cities. As you eloquently said, he erase the two biggest curses in sports perhaps Mm -hmm. so maybe he does that or maybe theo epstein which is what i think he should do they fire rob manfred and make him the commissioner yeah that's what i would i think it would be very popular an owner if i was an owner and i would you know me i'd be a vocal owner (laughs) if i was an owner i would be screaming from the mountaintops we need to get rid of the guy we have he's done a lousy job and that guy understands all sides of it. He's brilliant. Let's get him. I think it makes a ton of sense. David Kaplan is our guest in Cheering Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, I know you had Anthony Rizzo yesterday. Apparently he's going to start in the final pre-spring training, summer training, whatever you want to call it tonight, against the Twins. How much concern does he have, and how much concern should there be about a Bucky back? Uh, I talked to him yesterday on the air, and he was exceptionally reassuring that, hey, man, I feel good. And then he went out and faced Tyler Chatwood. Now we can make all our jokes that, oh, big deal. But he does throw 98 miles an hour. He's got really good breaking stuff. He may not be the greatest pitcher, but he's got big-time stuff. And Anthony looked really good. And if he wakes up this morning and still feels good, then he's in the lineup tonight against the Twins in the last spring game of summer camp 2.0. 
and then he starts on Friday against the Brewers. So I feel pretty good that he's all right. Couple of uh, victories for the White Sox over the Cubs in the exhibition games. Eloy Jimenez made you Darvish look bad with the grand slam. Concern on the Cubs' part. How much has this even elevated the excitement for this White Sox team? I'm hearing a lot of national people jumping on this bandwagon that the White Sox are not just going to be good, they're going to be pushing the Twins in this division. Yeah, look, I love this White Sox team. And it's funny, because I'm critical of the Cubs Mm. and just trying to be honest, and I'll get more of it today when I'm very honest on radio and TV where I think the Cubs are as a franchise, I get all these Cubs fans going, what are you now, a Sox fan? (laughs) I was born a Cubs fan. I will die a Cubs fan. But that doesn't mean that I have to hate the White Sox. I don't. I actually love the brand of baseball they play. I love the talent they've acquired. And I'm excited that I work at a TV station that exclusively has their rights. And I'm going to get to watch a lot of their baseball because we're going to do shows out there. Friday, I get out of quarantine. I'm going to be doing my show (laughs) at guaranteed rate before the opener. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with me being you know, down on the Cubs as a, not a fan anymore. Still going to cheer my you-know-what off for them. I love this White Sox team. Love it. Now, are they going to win the World Series this year? Remains to be seen. I'm just telling you. This is a rocket ship blasting off, and they're going to have a good run. I couldn't agree with you more, Cap. I'm also on that bandwagon. Maybe one of the reasons to put me over the top, yes, I love the young talent, but the acquisition, the offseason signing of Dallas Keuchel, I think that this was a move that maybe didn't get the uh, pub behind it that it should have because he goes in behind Giolito. They do that righty-lefty at the top. Keuchel's been to the the mountaintop. I think that this is one of those signings, Cap, that we're going to look back and and we'll be talking about one of the best off-season moves, free agency signings, when we do that. And Dallas Keuchel is going to be on that list. I don't disagree. Now, you know, people are comparing Dallas Keuchel to John Lester. We need to slow down. Yeah, different He's pitcher. A good pitcher. Yeah. John Lester, he may not make the Hall of Fame. He's at least in the discussion. Nobody's saying that about Dallas Keuchel. He's right. not a Hall of Fame caliber pitcher. And, and John Lester signing for $155 million immediately went, oh, the Cubs are open for business again. They're back. With Dallas Keuchel, he was a nice veteran arm that they got at a reasonable contract, and so they are in a good spot. He is a good piece slotting in behind Lucas Giolito and potentially Dylan Cease, who throws 100 miles an hour or more, has an awesome breaking ball, and as a young guy, has improved anything. So if he's your 2-3, the Dallas Keuchel's a wonderful signing. If you're expecting him to win 20 games, he won eight last year. Now, I know he wasn't there the whole season. He's a very good pitcher. He's a really good leader. Uh, Cap, you and I are on the same page with the uh, Cubs maybe uh, not having the season some hope. We also both like the White Sox. Let me see if I can get the trifecta here. Back to the National League Central. I'm picking the Reds to win it, Cap. I've been on this team for a while, as you know. Mike Moustakas had 35 bombs last year. Nicholas Castellanos, who you saw most nights uh, in, at Wrigley Field, he came over. He was way better in Chicago than he was in Detroit. You know, he injected himself into a pennant race, uh, and he was pumped up uh, for that again. He's on another good team. I think the Reds win the Central. Are you going to jump on board with me? Um, Probably. Probably. 
Uh, they have good pitching. I don't know about their bullpen. I don't. Uh, and bullpens this year are more important than ever before, and I'm not convinced their bullpen's good enough. Uh, Rysel Iglesias, he's a nice arm. I wouldn't say he's top five closers right. in the game. I agree. You're relying on an aged Pedro Strope? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Michael Lorenzen? Maybe. Garrett? I, mean, I just not can not sure they have the bullpen to hold off some of the teams that they're going to have to beat. So I think it's going to be a really good race in the NL Central. Um, again, I don't see the world champion coming out of here, but who knows with COVID-19, the teams that you think are the best could get rocked by COVID-19, and all of a sudden you go, who's playing in the World Series? <laughs> the Pirates? <laughs> Whoever outlasts it the best might be the team that ends up winning it. Speaking of COVID, it looks like the NFL is going to completely scrap their exhibition schedule. No preseason games for this year. How does that impact the Bears and especially, of course, the quarterback race as uh, Mitchell Trubisky looks to try to hold off Nick Foles for that starting job? How big is this? We've seen Nagy has not been a guy that's played a lot of his starters during the preseason. How big of an impact for the Bears? Um, I think it has some impact. I still subscribe to when I was a coach, our players knew, and our coaches, when we walked off of the practice floor, even if the guys defending our first-team offense knew the plays, so they'd jump in the passing lane and make a steal, and we'd be like, yeah, you knew what the play was. You knew where we were supposed to go. Big deal. You still knew who the best players were. Like, we had a guard that we really wanted to start. His name was Billy Ray Robinson. We wanted him to start. Our players knew he was not the best option at point guard. But we, as a coaching staff, recruited him and thought, that's our guy, and we tried to force feed it. And eventually our team captain came to us and goes, you're killing us. <laughs> that guy who you have on the bench right there, we run better when he plays. And I'm like, that guy's 20 pounds overweight. His name was Dennis Douglas, if you remember Bruce Douglas, who played at Illinois. It was his brother. Dennis was this heavyset guy. If you walked in, you go, who's the fat guy playing? But then we said, all right, let's play Dennis at the point. And Dennis came out, and all of a sudden, Kenny Battle's scoring average goes up five points, and we start mm. beating really good teams, and we're like, boy, you were right. Our offense runs so much better when that guy plays. So my point is, yes, you're not going to have preseason games, they'll be able to figure this out. Mm, Captain, last thing for you. Uh, the Packers announced Lambeau Field's going to have ten to 12,000 fans uh, in the building for the uh, Packers home game. Has there been any decision amongst the, for the Bears at Soldier Field? What do you anticipate? What have you heard, Cap? They haven't told us yet. I know they have not returned season ticket holder money. Now, the COVID-19 positivity rate is going up in Illinois. It's not anywhere near as bad as where it might be in Iowa or in Wisconsin, or California, Florida, Texas, blah, blah, blah. But they're watching it very closely, so they haven't made a decision yet. Cap, go do your show. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you. Good. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan.
uh, from Chicago, uh, ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports SN. Cappy will be seeing a lot of the White Sox this year. Before we get into that, just real quick, thank you to Centurion Stone of Iowa, Justin Luch, Joe Farron, and the team over there, Centurion Stone of Iowa. If you happen to be in the market for manufactured or natural stone, if you've got a project, whether it's indoors or outdoors, and stone might add to that project, Centurion Stone of Iowa's got a variety of styles, patterns, and colors, over 200 color and pattern combinations. You can check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa. The showroom is back open. Appointments are encouraged. Uh, the showroom, you can find it at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Centurion Stone of Iowa. We are grateful to them for making Cappy possible on a weekly basis. Capper down on the Cubs. Yes, he is. We are not alone on that, yeah. Cubs. We talked through it yesterday and just going through what they have on the roster. It's, it's a scary proposition. and It's going to be oh, scarier I, next year. Did you hear that yeah. list? Whew. Not a whole lot. Mookie, Mookie Betts? Well. <laughs> How much financial flexibility does this, does this team question. have, too? And if they are hanging around, who's going to be the teams that do spend Come the new trade deadline. Mm. Now, who has that cash on hand that they can do that? Now, does the does the world we're living in change that dynamic? Right. Yeah. And what does the numbers look like next season? And maybe mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, Betts, who is looking at you know an eight year, three hundred million dollar contract, and we'll give you eight years, but yeah. we can only give you two hundred. And Trent, the Ricketts spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on the uh, immediate area around Wrigley Field. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to have anybody there. No, not the at bars, all. The bars, the rooftops. Now, again, the rooftops are open to a, um, um, I'm not sure what the capacity level is, and maybe 25%, but but still, it's it's certainly going to be different this year. Do you think, uh, back to your Bears question, yeah. Cappy, what kind of impact will it have on the quarterback race for you? I, it's, I'm still trying to figure that out, trying to get my feet underneath me and understanding how this will play out. Nagy's not a guy that plays the starters a whole lot, and... People early in the season, I think I remember in September, oh, that was the reason they got off to a slow start and Trubisky wasn't playing what we saw the year previous was because of that. I don't think it'll be a big impact, but you maintain that you think Trubisky's the guy. I do. I think he's going to win the job. And there's more and more people that have jumped on that bang. You're Mm -hmm. first on a lot of things. Trent, professional talk show host. (laughs) (laughs) Just follow Ken Miller and you're going to be proven to be right, at least in some things. Yeah, Tomorrow we're going to be putting our money where our mouth is. We're going to pick some baseball divisions and try and win a little cash. Uh, All right, before we get out of here, uh, Trent, let's uh, remind people that, again, Farmer's Market, it's a Wednesday. There's three of them going on. Uh, if you live in the Indianola area, Warren County Fairgrounds, they're twice weekly, Saturdays, but also Wednesdays today from 2 until 6. Our friends in Waukee, Triangle Park on 6th and Ashworth, they're open tonight from 4 until 7. Over 30 vendors each week, live music as well in Waukee. And uh, one more, uh, it's Bondurant. Bondurant from 6 until 8. Uh, Main Street Southeast and Grain Street uh, in Northeast Bondurant. One final thing as we're uh, running short on time here, but uh, you know the Twitter account, Freezing Cold Takes? No. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, And it's just yeah. uh, things that people tweeted yep. or said or whatever it is. and That they wish they didn't. Right, and proven to be wrong. On this date, in 1988, Sport Magazine came out with their sport. 
College Football Magazine. That was the one that I had. It was the cheaper version. Mm-hmm. That's why I was able to get that. <laughs> my head's on that one. Yeah. And I was able to get that. And it wasn't weekly like Sporting uh, like sporting News was and like Sports yeah. Illustrated was. Inside Sports. Remember that one? Yes. I, was it every other week or was it maybe Don't even remember. every third at this point? And this is in the 80s. I remember when I was it's getting it. 32 years ago. Trent. Right. <laughs> it is. So on this day, they released their college football preview. Your number one ranked team, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Wow. Preseason number one in Sport Magazine. And this is the infamous Iowa football team that went, wait for it, six, four, mm. and three. Mm. Three ties during wow. that season. Uh, of course, did not win a national championship with that kind no, of record. No, six, four, and three is not going to get you there, is no, it? No, no. Oh, lost their opener out on the <laughs> islands against Hawaii. I remember that game on being on really, really late. Falling asleep, my dad woke me up and said, all right, because I was begging all day to watch the game. I think it came on maybe 11 o'clock at night, mm. something like that. So fell asleep, woke me up, watched that one. And a name that you will know beat the Hawkeyes, the kicker for Hawaii. Uh, Jason Elam. Jason Elam during his freshman campaign that? with the Rainbow Warriors as they win at 27-24. And Iowa goes 6-4-3. and three. Unbelievable. Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics at 4. Morning Rush will start things off tomorrow on a Thursday at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Thank you for being with us. Weekdays 10 to noon on 